Welcome to Inside Swindonet Support with top guests and top tips. Hi, welcome to another episode of Insights from Netsport. We're here live at the Betts Arena, XL in London, Bet 2024. I think I might have said 20 too many times then. Maybe I'm on my 15th cup of coffee and it's all going a bit wrong. <laughs> Maybe not. Um, I'm really delighted to have Nicole O'Connor and Bernard Noble uh, here with me today. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. You're very welcome. The show is Insights, mm-hmm. okay, where um, experts in education come on and share insights that will be of interest to our audience. Yeah. So before we jump into that, and I'm sure you've got plenty of insights you can share, could you share a little bit about who you are? It's not still black, you know, what's your name, where'd you come from, love? <laughs> uh, but could you talk a little bit about you know, who you are, where you come from, and your experience in education, please? Yeah. Can you start yourself, Bernard. Yes, well, I'm Bernard Noble. I'm 20 years in education now. I have been a class teacher for about 18 years. I've also been a vice principal, a special edu- educational needs coordinator, uh, child protection, uh, designated teacher for child protection. So I've wore many, many hats, and also very much interested in harnessing um, technology for learner support. Great stuff, Nicole. I like to call Bernard the BFG of education. So that that's what Bernard is to me. So I, yeah, Nicole O'Connor, I'm an, I wear a few hats. So one is, um, first and foremost, I'm a year seven teacher currently. I also um, head up one of the um, the Adobe Northern Ireland team. We go out into schools and, and train um, teachers and support pupils with Adobe Express technologies in the classroom. Yeah, yeah. Then I also wear a hat of um, working with the Apple RTCs in Northern Ireland. So yeah, just read, like a lot of my experience with schools has been with EdTech and just, you know, I was a former ICT coordinator. So anything that involves tech curious, I'm there. Fantastic. Well, it seems like we've got a plethora of experiences here. Now, what I'm keen to sort of dive into a little bit, because actually today, on, and we'll get this across all the episodes of insights that are being shared from the Bet Arena, but we've had uh, people um, uh, interviewed today from America, mm-hmm. uh, from Australia, from, mm-hmm. from the Middle East, wow. you know, so, so really diverse locations. What's the landscape like in Northern Ireland? The, the landscape in Northern Ireland at the moment is we're kind of at a, we're in a bit of limbo at the moment, I would say. We have obviously post lockdowns and and things like that. There was a bit of a, a lull and a gap in some of the support that was provided for schools. Mm. And there was new tender um, put out there and there was new awards given and things like that. So a lot of, we're going through a period of transition at the moment. So there's a lot of things going on. And like, you know, there's a lot of schools that I go in and support and we'd be looking at different classrooms have different technology, not even different schools have different technology. So for that comes a lot of problem solving and there's nothing that teachers are better at than problem solving. And that's coming from support that's available from our education authority and the supporting bodies who are then able to signpost teachers to, okay, this is the problem that you're having, then we can put you here and point you here. So at the moment, yeah, it's it's kind of a transitional limbo is the way I would describe it. Absolutely, but there is a lot of infrastructure already in place and they are trying to work on like, um, you know, broadband connection and connectivity as well in the rural areas of of Northern Ireland because there's quite a lot of us and a lot of schools in rural areas. So they've done great work in in that and it's it's, it's great to see what they're doing. And as Nicole rightly say, we're in a period of limbo, there's a lot of change coming, but it's exciting. um, And I think we we are ready for it. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, and so I remember from my visits too, and we, we mentioned uh, Kareem Latham before in CV Primary, yes. for example. Yes. I've seen, you know, th- there, there are two sides. Mm-hmm. And so there's it's obviously, you know, the, the, a lot of inequity between yes. access to technology. Yeah. How are you countering that with, with uh, sort of the work you're doing? So schools are really kind of 
problem solving that for themselves and that that maybe has been some of the problems is because schools are given a certain number of devices obviously for their their school context but often they're finding that's actually not enough to teach the curriculum yeah you know we're obviously um i'm delighted like when i went to see edis walk the walls and we saw that there's an ambition for one-to-one devices coming to northern ireland i think i think that would be incredible and that would just transform teaching yep. and learning so i think at the moment those schools have tried to plug that gap themselves whether they bought in chromebooks ipads or de- desktops and laptops to try and make sure that the digital curriculum can still be taught. Mm. So I, I'm I'm really pleased by that sort of innovation that's, that teachers have tried to problem solve it, as I said, you know, themselves. And in terms of me in my own school context, you know, we had to make sure that we had a very good deep audit so we had to know what the technology we had uh, in order to find out what was missing, mm. um, but also to maximise the potential of what we had and all the kind of like learning environments and all different kind of learning apps that we had. That I think is, is, was vital for us to do. So we had to make sure we had a broad range uh, and understand where we're at, what we actually can use uh, currently without needing to spend money because money is tight, you know, in schools. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, and then see where we need the public app. And I think that's the thing to do. I think that's a really good thing about a fair start. You know, when that, that policy came in and that was to specifically provide devices and digital experiences to those disadvantaged communities to make sure that they were still getting access to the state-of-the-art technology that every learner deserves in the classroom. So that type of policy going forward, you know, would be something that we'd, we'd be delighted to see implemented and continued in schools. Oh, brilliant. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, I wondered if I could, just uh, pulling on the string with your sort of um, Senko lead uh, experience, if I could, uh, Bernice. Um, I, I had to undertake some research recently for us here at NetSupport, actually. Um, it's, it's really important to make sure that um, we unpick the sort of safeguarding responsibilities of schools. And mm-hmm. uh, I was trying to sort of pull through and pull on the threads of where things are at in Northern Ireland. I didn't find it the easiest of things to do. Um, if people wanted to, what I did find, though, actually, was some fantastic coverage. Yeah, it, it was difficult to find it in different places. That's where Kareem was actually really helpful to me in, in, in uh, discovering all the different bits and bobs. But um, what does safeguarding look like with, with technology in, in, in schools in Northern Ireland? Well, it's a very big area. You have to make sure that your data is protected and what the children are actually using is protected as well. Um, I would say it's probably a remit that probably needs to be more kind of exposed and more, and more uh, thought put into. Um, it's probably down currently to... Um, kind of professional understanding and development of the teachers and the staff. But there's a wonderful thing with NACE, you know, they can use the development of reflection uh, practices that you can actually use and implement. And I know myself, that's what I use to uh, make sure that we're covering all those aspects. Yeah. I think you did a really good one with the school recently through Learning Me that you did the preventative curriculum. Oh, yes. And that, that preventative curriculum is, the, I suppose, that's the, the foundations mm. of any. You need that in place first before you have all the safeguarding elements and the tools and the tech for it you know it's like there was a really good talk earlier in, in the arena talking about oh should we ban smart devices for under 16s and it's like don't ban it like educate people on it don't, you know don't th- throw that out and that ship's probably sealed to be honest but if you're educating the preventative curriculum and you're putting in a lot of those early foundation skills and starting young you know protecting children that's going to help with any safeguarding issue <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. It's been a long day. It's been a very <laughs> long day, thank you. Um, super, <clears throat> super interesting. Because, again, pulling on those sort of threads of locality, it's actually the case that 
you know, safeguarding, obviously a very, very important issue, um, but um, it's important the world over, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it's really interesting to hear how you're, you're trying to address that and, and uh, work around that. I noticed you before, Nicole, when you were doing your little introduction, we were talking about Adobe. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Adobe uh, yeah. Express, Spark, as it was back in the day. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan, and uh, I've worked with like some um, well, more recently, Dom Trainer. Yeah, um, he's, he's the man. Who, who I introduced to Adobe Spark. Uh, sorry, Dom, I couldn't help <laughs> uh, But um, the likes of uh, um, uh, Kate Sturdy, who was uh, a guest earlier yeah. this week as well, who's on the uh, Adobe stand this week as well, uh, through to the big man himself, Ben Forter. One thing they spend an awful lot of time talking about with Adobe is creativity. Mm -hmm. Now, some people, and I'm going to play that one kind of other person, say creativity doesn't really have a place in teaching and learning. Mm -hmm. It should be about knowledge and maybe children sort of achieving certain standards. And um, would you agree with that sort of sentiment? Uh, no, I would not, Mark. Uh, th thanks for winding me up there. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to start no, something now. I know. No, I like. I am a huge advocate for the the chaos and the uncertainty that happens in creative projects and that's that's part of the Adobe Creative Educator tools it's like some of the training in that it's like you have to have all of those times when you're just discovering and exploring or Bernard likes to call it stinking thinking sometimes stinking thinking. I love that one you know it's like you're just trying those things and then after you get through all of that muddle and mess of just playing and exploring that's what play-based learning is all about then you can have clarity and focus and that's where you can get children to design with purpose to create for an audience in mind and to really round out all of their learning in really creative ways that are fit for the 21st century, fit for the careers that they're going to go into and really help them with content creation, with any of the, like even just being not tech phobic because some of the things that we are finding is learning me going into universities even and helping train teachers that are coming into the, the, the schools, they're almost a little afraid of tech. And they're a little bit like, oh no, but like, sure, what about my data? And I haven't signed up for that because I don't want to get it wrong. And there's almost that element of perfectionism and not wanting to, not wanting to get something wrong. And we're yeah, like, yeah, but yeah. that's where tech, you can, you have the undo button. The undo button's your bestie. Yeah, and you can yeah. undo most things and then go on and keep repeating it. So, no, I think that the creativity that you can have just through playing and exploring and, and then have the real focus for the curriculum is beautiful. I would just say that creativity is a natural need. We need to be creative. We feel feel fulfilled when we're being creative. And it can also, in terms of the school context, it can lead into so much learning because it can have kind of like self-directed learning. It can lead into uh, collaborative learning. It yeah. can lead into design thinking. You can really exploit something that's come up through inspiration or even through play or exploration and really exploit that. And the children have a sense of achievement and kind of awe, that awe and wonder comes through the, the drive through of, of creativity. Uh, and we have a responsibility as teachers and as educators and as ed tech providers to help students develop their creativity and like, that can't be understated like we we have to provide them with creative opportunities otherwise we're doing exactly what sir ken robinson said which is schools kill creativity uh, i couldn't disagree <laughs> 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 Look, we're definitely on the same yes. <laughs> it's my role as the host isn't it just to try and uh, instill some conversation as uh, part of the show uh, some fantastic takeaways there um, I want to still get to, to, I'll just start to wrap up I want to try and pull on a few more signs about where people can find out more because I was and I don't mind you know, when, I, when I make a mistake you know, I don't necessarily a mistake but when, when I'm genuinely surprised and positively surprised you know, I, want, I want people to learn more 
Yeah. Right. So when I was able to come and visit schools in Northern Ireland and say work with um, Karina at CU and, and seeing the amazing work going on and then talking to school, uh, schools and leaders at uh, events and, and so forth, it's been absolutely fantastic to see. If you want to learn more about the things that are happening in place in schools in Northern Ireland, where could they? I mean, obviously they can. Look in the show notes, you'll find Bernard's details and Nicole's. Obviously, you can connect with these guys and, and I'm sure they'll reach out. But, you've got your signposts. So maybe one for yourself and one for yourself? Yeah, there's actually quite a lot. And it was one of the things that I spoke about and asked of the Northern Ireland Education Committee was that we need a one-stop shop in Northern Ireland for where we can find everything. There's um, definitely a lot of support that you can get from the Education Authority. They're, they have like a great thing called um, TPL Thursdays. So, teach professional learning on every, every Thursday and it's kind of short sound bites that you can go on to and get. There's um, a fantastic resource within SIA, within CCA, where you can get some teacher professional learning and there's obviously all the curriculum signposting there. I don't want to steal any of you. Um, I don't think, if, that's the, the, if you're thinking about the main leads in education in Northern yeah, Ireland, yeah. they would be the main, main two, I would say. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Well, listen, um, before, final thing one from you. Um, we've talked about Adobe a fair bit and I said, yeah, fanboy here too. I like the material. You talked about the um, Adobe Creative Educator resources, which, okay, um, implementation and adoption technology works really well when you've got support and professional learning around it. Amen. And I know you are very much. I mean, we'll do a little chat about that in a second as well, actually, yeah. right? Because these guys offer professional learning too. So uh, let's uh, find out what we can find out about that. But around the ACE stuff, uh, and um, obviously you can check out the Adobe Express tools at express.adobe.com. But how do we get involved in the ACE uh, sort of credentials and, and uh, all that? Because I think it's really important. Oh, it totally is. And uh, again, that's another responsibility that as educators and, and as ed tech providers, we have to be providing that teacher professional learning, that continuous professional development for teachers so that we can use those tools really effectively. So if you want to sign up for Adobe Creative Educator, you go to bit.ly forward slash ACE interested. There are new ACE Level 1 and ACE Level 2 courses put up every fortnight or so. You can also go to bit.ly forward slash um, Adobe Leaders, I think, and yes it is, and that's where you're going to get free live lessons um, every week, so like there's Safer Internet Day coming up that's always packed, and um, you can always get loads of content. If you're not totally comfortable and confident with doing Adobe Express without having seen it being taught by someone who's a pro first, then hop on a live lesson and you can be guided through it and your pupils will absolutely love it. Yeah, brilliant stuff. And so over to you then. If people are interested in your professional learning opportunities, how can they find out more about both of you? Yeah, well, learning-me.com. I was going to say, learning-me.com, over learn, over say. Um, so we do a range of things. So we actually offer a kind of service to our company where we go into schools and kind of offer training bespoke to actually what they're doing to their own school development planning. Um, we really want to try and help and support the teachers and staff who actually support the kids. Our kind of motto, if you want, is helping you help them. So we really want to empower and enable the staff into the schools. And we're also having a wellbeing product hopefully launched in the near future yes. um, called Understanding Me um, to help um, children with their emotional regulation and autonomy mm -hmm. and also provide curriculum support and family support as well. And uh, that very big we're, issue of, of wellbeing. Yeah. We're having a ball as well. You know, like, <laughs> we're both coming from classroom backgrounds and I'm, I'm still in the classroom, but I think having that joy of collaborating together, that joy of knowing that you're helping and trying to put a little bit of good out into the world, you know, it's great and come along for the journey on yeah. on socials as well, learning the edgy, like come come have fun. Great. That's, what, that's what we're all about here, you know? That's it. I'm Wind, I'm winding I'm up and having fun. Don't worry, I'm going then. <laughs> 
Um, one thing as well I'll share, because um, I like to do my background research on guests I have uh, on, on the show, was I really liked actually the transparency around pricing. Oh, yes. Yeah, around. Uh, so if you want to engage, please do check out the links they're giving you there. I think you'll be genuinely pleasantly surprised. And I'm guessing if you're a school which isn't in Northern Ireland, you'll offer this sort of thing uh, via, via Teams anywhere. or. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, or, or that, that's the globalization of technology that yeah. you, we can come into your classroom from a screen wherever. But yeah. that transparency that I think is going to be even more key in the AI age that we're going into is we're going to want more transparency of our data, of our ethics and things like that. And why not start with just being transparent with everything, which is including pricing? Great stuff. Well, listen, thank you to uh, Nicole and to Bernard for joining us on another episode of Insights live from BET on the NetSupport stand. And thank you to you for joining us. See you on the next one. Thanks. Thanks. Bye-bye.